Hey, and good, and welcome back into the uh, Grind on Sports, the cheap seats. That's where we sit. Uh, I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside my teammate, Mr. Ben Metz, the, uh, as this slide would represent, the kicker of the side. Uh, but Ben, uh, cheap seats has kind of been our, when, when we don't have a guest for the week, we still want to get some content out. So we kind of beat up what's the hot topic of, of the time and of the week. And this week it's, it's Tennessee baseball again. Uh, last week it was how I felt like they could go to Fayetteville and get it done. And, uh, that's why I call it the cheap seats. Cause it's a long way there. And, and maybe I got off track a little bit, uh, between, uh, when we did that, I guess, Wednesday night and when they hit, uh, Fayetteville in, in the weekend. So, uh, swept this weekend by Arkansas. Um, that was kind of disheartening a lot. I was out of town, but I was following along, uh, really kind of trying to pull double duty and it wasn't working, but, uh, followed Tennessee baseball. They, uh, they drop all three games pretty in pretty emphatic fashion. Uh, and, um, and yeah, yeah. Just, uh, one of those snap and clear get through the week and, uh, hopefully Tuesday would have been a, a better game. And that, that didn't seem to be either as Tennessee tech, uh, uh, I mean, put the, put the work in, got the job done. I think they beat us 12 to five yesterday. So, um, I don't know what to say, Ben. Uh, the title of this one's panic mode. Uh, is it time to hit the panic button for Tennessee baseball? I don't know. I got, I got a lot of reasons why the answer should be yes, but then, uh, my gut, my gut wants to tell me no, but, uh, what do you think, man? Yeah. In reflection of this past weekend and going into last night, um, a couple words come to mind, indigestion, uh, heartburn, uh, like, you know, the family show, Ben, don't use those kind of words. I ate a lot of barbecue, a lot of, um, hot dogs and uh, grilled chicken over the weekend and watched the ball games with some friends, uh, out of town. And, uh, uh just, just, uh, disheartening. Uh, the team goes to 23 and 14 overall five and 10 in conference play. They go from being ranked, uh, 15, arguably 15 or 16, able to host a super regional to, now not even being ranked, uh, being completely out of the picture. Um, their RPI after last night's Tennessee Tech game uh, dropped uh, from 23 to 40 overnight just because of a horrendous loss to Tennessee Tech. So um, I think we are uh, at that point where we really need to talk this out as a, as a fan base, and I think we are at the, uh, the panic mode stage. Yeah, I, I don't know if, uh, if you've watched enough uh... – enough i don't know if you call them war movies or whatever the little the little cover for the red button is flipped back and, uh, <laughs> and i've got i've got my hand right there on it it's it's ready to go um looking at it ben we're we're uh we're three and seven in our last 11 ball games uh that includes the sweep to arkansas uh the two the loss of the lsu and the florida series and the midweek loss uh it's tennessee tech we We've, we've won three meaningless games. Uh, and I say that because we won two Sunday games where the series was already decided. And I think, honestly, LSU and Florida were just trying things. We were, were a de facto extra midweek game for them to uh, those two series. So uh, that's frustrating. Uh, again, uh, I want to, to have hope. And I think, and again, that's, I think that's what's frustrating about this team is there's the bones of a good baseball team in Knoxville. Uh, there's just arguably 
and, and again, I'm not I'm not calling for any kind of change uh, as far as any major change. Okay, but uh, there's there's a problem there's a problem in the clubhouse. Uh, there there's some cultural issues, whether that's leadership, whether that's grit, whether that's fire. I don't know what it is. Maybe all of them. Uh, but, but we've talked about it and we've openly talked about it. There's something going on with Tony Vitello. Uh, he doesn't come out of the, the, the dugout. Uh, he's got his arms crossed more than he don't. You don't see him hollering and hooping. And maybe, maybe there's a growth piece there to where he, he understands it may not be worth it uh, at this stage in the game, but he's also not, I, I don't see him really taking time to, to get with guys and, and try to talk through what's not happening at the plate, in the field, uh, talking about three and seven in our last 11. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, the three wins, we didn't have any errors. The seven losses, we had multiple errors. So uh, I think there's a correlation. I don't think that makes me some baseball guru to say when you make errors, you don't have a really good shot of winning baseball games. But um, most of those errors are at first base. Uh, a lot of those, uh, you know, some of those errors are at shortstop, bad throws. Uh, but some of those errors are behind the plate. You know, I, I, we talked about it. We thought we had a good lineup going into Arkansas, um, kind of switched up pitching, didn't pitch beam on Friday night, but did pitch somebody new. They pitched Lindsay and, uh, liked what we did there. And then, you know, it was one of those deals where, um, didn't get the results you wanted. And on Tuesday night, we're. We're doing completely different things. I mean, we we went back to Dickey behind the plate. We threw 10 pitchers Tuesday night. I'm like, why? Like, why? Like, we've got a lot of things in front of us. We've got Vandy coming to town this weekend. Uh, not to say that that we can't get back on track and, and have something. But, I mean, at, at some rate, our pieces of the puzzle got to quit moving. And right now, I, I it just continues to do that. Yeah, and, you know, you started out there about Lindsey, and, you know, Lindsey pitched, pitched well uh, overall. He had he had f- five strikeouts. Um, he had the two earned runs. Uh, four runs total, two were earned. But going back to the errors, so uh, in game one, there were three errors. Two errors were in the third inning that resulted in the Hogs uh, going ahead with a big three-run inning and taking the lead. We had a 2 nothing lead. Dickey hit a home run in the first game. Dickey hit a home run in the second game. First at bat of the game. But those errors came at crucial time. Um, those three errors put the Hogs ahead in the first game. And then the second game, it was in the bottom of the fifth. Dickey, Dickey makes an error out in left field. And the Hogs go up 3-1 um, against the pitcher that night that we really struggled to, to hit the baseball off of in the second game. So those errors came at crucial times. And uh, um, I think we still have some issues, Wayne, uh, with our pitching as far as who is the appropriate starter for game one, who is the appropriate star- who's the appropriate starter for game two and game three. I think we, I think we have issues in our bullpen, um, and, I, and we'll break that down a little bit as we go along in the show tonight. Yeah, I, I'm just looking here. You know, Dolander's four and four. Uh, in his starts, you know, Chase Burns, he's two and three. Uh, you know, I'm trying to look at all of our, our, our known guns. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you look at him, uh, Burns, 
And then Drew Beam, you know, he's, he's maybe our bright spot. He's four and two. But the problem is he's in a cleanup spot where the house is too dirty for him to fix. Yeah. I mean, he's in a, he's the Sunday guy that uh, it, it's one of those deals. It's not like football. It's not the fourth quarter. He can't come back. I mean, some of that damage is already done. So he's – I don't want to take anything away from Beam because I think he, he has a presence that, let's just say, frankly, the rest of the, the staff doesn't seem to have this year. Uh, but I feel like it's because there's no pressure on him. The series is gone. He can't uh, He can't pull us out of the hole. Um, I, I, I almost wore my interlocking UT uh, hat – tonight as well Mine, mine's a football one but it's same 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 logo um and it was really for what i think this team has to do to fix it and that's just get back to who you are you know a lot of you know i, I understand you know maybe they're getting talked to maybe they can't do this they can't have a a fur coat they can't have a daddy hat uh they can't do all these things but to me what what is that it was a it wasn't really a country song, but it says if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. <laughs> we're we're Tennessee baseball. We're the bad boys. People are beating our teeth out because we did it to them last year. To me, I'd rip the sleeves off. I'd tape right around the middle of our glasses. I'd cut some lightning bolts in the side of our head, and I'd come out like wild thing and just just lay it out there. I, I think this Tennessee baseball team, if you can't if you can't bring the fire then somebody hand them a lighter. We, we need some spark somewhere. Yeah, and I, and I know that was a country song, but I think it was also my wedding vows. But, uh, um, you know, when I look at <laughs> – well, It was Aaron's. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I look at the uh, – when I look at the lineup for the first night, they went with what we discussed. Um, what we discussed on the last on last week's show, we said, you know, go with Dickie, go with Moore, Burke, one, two, three, all right? Now, when they went with that, Dickie Moore and Burke went three for 11. They got one RBI. The problem in this lineup right now that I see is Zane Denton's gone 0 for 11. Um, and that goes through the Tennessee Tech game. Can't have that. Can't have that. This is a guy that came here from Alabama. He led the team in home runs. Um, he batted number four last night. Um, Coach Vitello has been using him in different different areas in that lineup, trying to get him comfortable um, so he can add to RBI and uh, uh, run totals. Uh, Griffin Merritt, one for seven, and Maui Ahuna, one for four over the weekend. So um, from a lineup perspective, that's just not going to – that's not going to cut it. It's not going to help your one, two, three hitters. And as the weekend progressed, you saw where he moved Burke um, out of the three hole and moved him further further back to number four. And I think even at one point he, he hit in the number five hole. Um, behind Merritt, uh, but I think it's important to keep Dickey at number one. The guy got leadoff home runs in game one and game two against Arkansas. I think he continue with Christian Moore at the number two spot, um, and I'm really big on uh, Kaverin Tears out in right field and DH and Griffin Merritt. Uh, Tears has got a 359 average right now and 39 at-bats. Um, I mean, if you look at his totals, to Dryling, Dryling's got 70 at-bats, uh, and I know we're splitting hairs, but only nine nine RBIs and 70 at-bats compared to the seven RBIs and 39 at-bats for Terrence. So I like Terrence at that uh, that spot out there in the outfield. 
Yeah, I'm I'm just for why don't you just strike people out and it don't matter who you put out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that easy to say? Like I feel like that was that just rolled right off the tongue right here in my in my den. But you know, one thing I look at and, and it's it's the basics, you know, that's that's what I was getting at with the interlocking UT. Get back to the kind of what 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 is special about Tennessee baseball, or at least what we think is special about Tennessee baseball. And that's just playing sound baseball. You know, there was a lot of firepower on last year's team. But another thing was, is if you threw it in the area code of Luke Lipsius, it was a it got caught. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there was some uh, old Stevenson there at shortstop every now and again. He 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 could keep it in front of him. There were some errors there, but there really it was a pretty sound infield, is what I'm saying. And if you look at uh, first, second, and shortstop combined, uh, you've got. Uh, 17 errors. Just telling you, I think all last season, uh, regardless of position, I think we had, I think we had about 19 errors. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a situation to where, uh, things that are routine aren't routine to this team. And I don't, I don't know if that's, uh, complacency. I don't know if that's talent. I don't know if that's want to, I don't know if it's continuity uh, there's probably a bunch of team words and coach speak that you can speak to there. But uh, all I know is we don't play clean baseball. And, and and here's the thing. If we were pitching better, you can cover up some accidents like that. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is it's like we're a triple threat to ourselves. We're not hitting the baseball very well. Uh, to me, like I said, and it's weird because it's eerily reminiscent of the pre-Vitello era when we mm-hmm. would walk to the plate scared of pitchers where we'd be like, Ooh, LSU's coming to town. Let's just hope not to get our teeth kicked in. Let's just hope to get through the weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe get one to fend off a sweep because we're trying to be that 12th team to make it to Hoover. Mm-hmm. Well, so we're not, we're not aggressive at the plate. Then as a pitching staff, you know, arguably coming into this season. And I mean, you're talking about a conference that's baseball loaded. I mean, we had one, you know, probably arguable top two or three staff in the, in the conference, if not the country. And so for, for Burns Dolander, uh, the relief that is for us not to be getting any more out of them than, than what we are, that struggle bus. Uh, and then, and then the errors, you know, if you can't, if you can't, what, what was it? You said, you said, uh, Throw the ball, catch the ball, hit the ball. Those are the three yeah. things that you got to yeah. do to win ball games. Yeah, Cal Ripken Sr. Um, he wrote. Anything, yeah, Cal Ripken Sr. wrote uh, in in his book that basically all youth baseball, like the Ripken experience that you go to in Sevierville or um, around the country, uh, the concept is the simple concept is Cal Sr. used to say he could watch two youth baseball or even advanced baseball teams. Uh, warm up before the game started and he could tell just based off of how they were throwing and catching the baseball who was going to win the game i mean it's a simple game don't try to make it difficult whoever throws and catches the baseball the best will win and uh you talked about the errors we had a two nothing lead andrew Lindsay pitched really overall a pretty decent game for a guy that's not a starter in that kind of environment um cal starts make cal stark makes a throwing error Christian Moore tosses the ball to Ahuna, and then there's the home run by uh, 
uh, Jossenberg hits the home run, the three-run shot. They go up 3-2, and then the runs just start pouring on. Moore makes an error in the fourth, and then we're lost. We're, we're, uh, we, we can't catch up because uh, we're making these mistakes. You know, and 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 my cup half full approach. I know this this episode, if this is all people see, uh, is not going to be indicative of how I typically carry myself with Tennessee. Uh, I'm usually always. I mean, even even last week when we were struggle bus, you know, I made the comment that you know who else was struggling at this time of year ago? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. And I yeah. hope. I hope Tennessee baseball. If you're hearing me, uh, make me eat these words. I'm cool with it. I'm definitely okay with it. But. Um, I guess I I can justify some things away, right? LSU's they're going to be, in my opinion, they're going to be a super regional team, if not a college college World Series team. Uh, Florida, they're going to have a deep run. They're going to look good in Hoover. Uh, Arkansas, arguably a a yearly contender to go to Omaha. I can I can eat those in, in some ways. I hate getting swept by anybody, right? But you mm-hmm. can somewhat say you know we we tipped them off we made them mad we're not as talented they're kicking our teeth in that's that's what's happening mm-hmm. but i i don't have words for losing to tennessee tech I, I don't have a i don't have a justification my cup can't get half full it's only going to be half empty with that and the reason i say that is this is this second year in a row we lost these these, these guys we lost at Smoky Stadium last year when we were the, you know, we were the next best thing. And then now we didn't just get beat the other night at Lindsey Nelson. We got, I mean, we got run off that place. Yeah. I mean, we went through, uh, you know, and, and going back to what, what I talked about with Denton Dickey, Denton and Dickey specifically, um, you know, this is Tennessee Tech. This isn't Arkansas. Dickey goes 0 for 5 last night. Denton, 1 for 4. That's his first hit in the last four or five ball games. So uh, we've got to get Denton hitting the baseball. Uh, there was an error made by Booker at first base. It was a bunt. Um, by, and Dickey made a nice play on it, threw it right to Booker, and, and he uh, he dropped, dropped the ball, and that cost cost the game to get out of hand at that point. So, so yeah, pretty unfortunate. Um, but, there, but, Wayne, as a, as a fan, there are some things. There are some things that we are doing well. And I hope to see – uh, Coach Vitello um, maximize uh, some of these areas that we're doing well, and and that's uh, let's go with uh, Connell, uh, the Raleigh Fingers himself, you know, or Bolly Fingers is what he calls himself. Yeah. Um, he's pitched every ball game through the weekend, and he comes in, and he only comes in for about seven to nine pitches, and he does not give up runs. Um, he's kind of a uh, I would classify him as a setup guy for a closer. Uh, so yeah, he's I, a well. I mean, Redmond Walsh was the closer, but I mean, he's he's bringing the level of consistency that you expected out of Redmond Walsh a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jossenberg, who hit a home run off of, um, it may be Will Mabry. Maybe yeah. he may be more like Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Connell uh, struck out Jossenberg, who. He jacked a home run off of, um, I think it was uh, game two, but he had a he had a home run off of uh, I think Burns in game game two, and Sewell gets or uh, 
Connell gets in there and just shuts the door on, strikes him out. So I think I look, last I look, night there was a bases loaded situation that Connell got out of. Yeah. So I, I look for them with the bullpen. From what I've seen, Andrew Lindsay, I, I don't think he's a starter. I think he did well in his start, but I don't think he's ready to take that role yet. I think he's still got Dolander, Burns, and Beam. Um, but I look for them in the bullpen, um, you know, to to use Lindsay as a long relief guy. Your middle relief guy, if you need to go to him, is uh, Joyce. But your setup guy, and you can interchange these guys. You go with Joyce or Connell as your setup guy, and then you shut the door with Camden Sewell. Now, a lot of fans might say, you know, hey, you, Camden Sewell had four hit batsmen in uh, game two. In game two, he gave up three runs, three earned runs. But let me go over one moment in that ball game for the fan base. In the bottom of the six, he hit Brofin. Brofin stole second, strikes out Diggs, walks Slavens, Slavens, and Brofin steal. So you got a runner on second and third. Then he walked uh, Callis. Strikes out Strout and Robinette out of the inning in the bottom of the six. Locks in. Bases loaded. Had a terrible start to that inning. And uh, not typical for Camden Sewell, but that's the guy. Bases loaded. Bottom of the six. In oh, yeah. a tough environment. I want him as my closer. Oh, he's Oswater. I mean, I, I really do. He, I like how he likes to work fast. Uh, you know, I think that, that kind of – that, that keeps his mind clear. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think it, honestly, I think it may help his catcher because uh, people can't, you know, they can't look over and get kind of signals and do a bunch of stuff because he's working. Uh, but I, I guess looking ahead, uh, looking ahead to Vandy's lineup, you know, like I said, you know, um, <laughs> as my uh, as my father-in-law would call it, needed just a good old-fashioned come-to-Jesus meeting. <laughs> and we just need to talk to these boys because – Listen, I, I still I'm I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, I still think this is a very talented baseball team. Uh, I think that's what frustrates this fan base and me in in particular uh, more than anything is you know it's it's easy to eat a loss when you sit there and go you know what we just went up against uh, you know this many draft picks and look at us we just got a bunch of walk ons and da 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 that's not Tennessee baseball anymore. Um, still with the, even with the, the down slide right here, uh, the place that we're at, that we're not happy with. I mean, I would argue in this, in this lineup, uh, there's still four or five MLB players that's going to come off this very roster, like this very starting, uh, starting nine players. So, uh, I think it's there to be had. Uh, I think somebody's going to have to pull some bootstraps somewhere, uh, they're going to have to, you know, kind of clear their mind and understand that you can't go back to Arkansas and win any of those games. You can't get LSU wins back or Florida. You just got to focus on Vandy. And and granted, uh, I think there's going to be a little extra, uh, let's just say, gas in the tank here this weekend uh, because of, of the allegations uh, that there was a certain Vanderbilt coach uh, that may or may not have been there for a long time. Uh, maybe maybe rolled out the uh, the what Tony must have done or may have done uh, with the Ahuna uh, uh, recruitment, and so I, I think there's going to be a little extra motivation uh, to to when Vandy comes to town to show everybody that uh, you know Tennessee may be uh, struggling, they may be damaged, but they're not dead, 
and uh, and I, I hope that's the case this weekend. I'm optimistic. Uh, we're playing in Lindsey Nelson, uh, but the problem is it hasn't been the uh, hasn't been the home field advantage that it was a year ago. So I think uh, just as easy as we can hit them out, other teams have showed that they can too. Uh, so we've just got to. Uh, I think lock in on pitching. We're going to be able to hit the ball if, if we'll just uh, attack these pitchers and, and get to the plate and want to fight. Uh, but I think pitching's where we're going to win this series or, or win a game. Let's just try to win a game first. How about that? Yeah, and I, after looking at the matchup coming up this weekend, I really I would like to see Charlie Taylor at catcher. Um, Charlie, you're going to lose what Cal Starks provides you when it comes to behind, to hitting the baseball. But Charlie Taylor can throw out runners. And uh, this team, looking at them statistically, uh, we have 39 of 48 attempts at stolen bases. Wait for it. Here you go, buddy. Vanderbilt has stolen the base 71 times. Almost, you know, getting close to double what we have. 71 times. And they've, they've reached base safely 58 of those times. Now, when you break down, when you break down their other numbers, 48 home runs for Vandy compared to our 69. So this isn't a team. This isn't a team that's going to be hitting the ball over the fence at Lindsey Nelson. I mean, now you've got R.J. Shrek and you got Jack Bolger that they can they can cause some havoc to a pitching staff. But when you look at their their overall numbers compared to us, um, I'm going to give you a couple more just so you know the side by side as a fan base. 271 RBIs for Vandy to our 252. So they're hitting much less home runs. Again, 48 to our 69, but they're getting their RBIs by getting runners on base, moving them over. They're going to they're gonna steal bases. So I'd like to see Charlie Taylor in there. Um, he's got a better percentage of catching runners on the bags. Um, give Cal a break, uh, maybe – uh, see what we can see what we can pull off, but they had problems this week too. They lost to Indiana State last night, ten to two. Um, it's one of those midweek games. Indiana State Sycamores are pretty good, uh, just not non-conference uh, 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 good baseball program. And uh, but overall, twenty-nine and eight overall, and they're six and one on the road. So this is going to be a challenge. Um, so we'll see what Tennessee's got. Yeah, I, like I said, uh, this is a this is a battered team, but it's not a dead team. Uh, we just gotta hopefully um, just catch them at the right time. Uh, you know, maybe a wake up call was the loss to Tennessee Tech. I know, I know, last year uh, it, it kind of served as one. You know, you think about it, uh, we lost right there, and we didn't know if we were gonna fall apart or what happened. We go on a tear, uh, win a win an SEC tournament championship, and then uh, and, and then make it to another super regional. So. Uh, to me, uh, one game at a time from here on out. I, I don't think it's about winning the series. I don't think it's about, uh, you know, trying to worry about where you're going to stand up or stack up uh, headed to Hoover. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get to Hoover, uh, and, and then we'll let the NCAA play out the way it needs to be. But I think right now this team's not mature enough uh, to, to worry about the postseason. They're not mature enough to worry about next week's game. I think everything needs to – to hinge on Friday night, uh, and then we'll see how that plays out to get to Saturday. So, to me, it's all in on Friday night. Uh, I think they'll go back to Dolander uh, pitching Friday night. And 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 honestly, uh, if you play error-free baseball, I don't care if you work out the Alvin and the Chipmunks out there in the outfield. I, I don't care. Just, just score runs and stop Vandy. 
Like it's just, it sounds real simple in most other sports, but in baseball, it's probably, probably mo- maybe the hardest uh, in this rivalry. But, uh, but it's where we're at right now. I think you got to get redemption somewhere. Uh, you didn't get it against the Gators, uh, the Tigers, or the Razorbacks. Uh, so let's get one against Vandy. Yeah, and Dolander, you know, he had those. He had two hits and eight strikeouts. Um, the only reason why we lost that game too is they. I mean, we out hit them seven to four, but we were zero for eight with runners in scoring position. So, um, you said at the beginning of the show, Wayne. I think that the key piece to all of this is we need to get Dolander back to Dolander form that he had the previous year. We've got to get Chase Burns to at least go more than two or three innings. These guys have got, these two in particular, have got to stop giving up the long ball. Even Burns' pitching that he came in on Beam after, you know, after Beam was taken out of the ball game, Burns gave up a home run that, that inevitably put Arkansas way out in front there. So, yeah, I just, I just wonder, you know, cause it, it's one of those deals you, you, and I guess, I guess there's a thing to sophomore slumps and all that. I, I just wonder how you never know how integral people are in on your staff or in a bullpen or, or in a dugout. Then when they leave, you know, you wonder how, how much, uh, I mean, I think it's, it's, we didn't, everybody expected there to be a drop off in the outfield because uh, of Gilbert and Beck not being out there. But I think the impact of, of Lipsius, Evan Russell, and maybe a couple of those pitchers, you know, a, uh, you, you know, having Redmond Walsh in the, in the bullpen might've just been a calming factor. You know, at the end of the day, he's kind of the Sandman. He's the big orange Sandman. Uh, he'll come in and just shut the door. Uh, we don't have that right now. So people feel like you got to, you got to send them halfway through the ball game with zeros up there. Or we're going to lose. And so uh, I say, just get back to it. Attack the plate, pitch the ball. Well, don't, don't give them just meatballs that they can put in a parking lot. And then ultimately just play air free baseball. And if that's still not good enough to win, I can respect it. Yeah. And, and I'm going to go back to the bullpen because I think offensively, yes, we have to, we have to improve with Denton Griffin Merritt um, and Ahuna. Those are three guys that have to pick up their offense to support the top of the order with Dickie Moore and uh, uh, Burke. But going going to back, going to the bullpen, when we make that decision to go to the bullpen, um, I am not a Halverson fan. I know that a lot of people out there are Halverson fans. Um, he went one for one last night against Tech, gave up four hits and five runs. I think he's now, as a fan, I, I, I want to see him continue to grow and continue to develop. Um, I'm not trying to to knock him and say, hey, you know, uh, Tennessee fan, I'll always root for him. Um, but if it was me, my and I'm the pitching coach, and you and I've got Lindsey out there, I've got Joyce out there, I've got Connell and I got Sewell. I'll pitch those guys every night and I'll get through a ball game with those four pitchers. Andrew Lindsay's my long relief guy. So if, if, if I get into trouble with Dolander, I'm going to Lindsay and I'm gonna I'm gonna use him as long as I possibly can to make to keep the game close. And then if Lindsay gets into trouble, I go right to Connell. I've got Sewell who can close it out. Um, but these other guys, I would use them during midweek games. I'd work on their development in hopes that next year they'll be ready to play at this level. But right now, these guys like Halverson and Seacrest, they get in 
And I can guarantee you, I can I can feel it on the couch when I watch the game. I go, at some point, they're going to hit one over – someone's going to hit one out of the ballpark. And inevitably, it always happens. Right. So, uh, so that's where I'm at from the bullpen perspective. So do we win Friday night, Ben? I think I think he's going to pitch. Uh, I think he's going to pitch Dolander, and I think Vandy's going to pitch Bryce Cunningham. Uh, Bryce Cunningham did not look good against South Carolina in the first game uh, last week, uh, giving up six hits, six runs. Even though he had seven strikeouts, so I'm not saying we're South Carolina, but uh, uh, I look for us to have a big game the first night. Um, I look for us to lose the second game. I think they'll go with Burns. Um, I think Burns is got a long ways to go and not giving up the long long ball and then uh it's a coin toss come sunday with uh with bean and uh yeah i think i think it'd be good to to put bean in a beam in a situation to where sunday matters Uh, i think that's when we're going to find out how tough he is uh i think it'd do a lot for this team to get a friday night win to not be on our heels every single series so far uh so i i'm a i'm a big fan of us getting a win uh, Friday night. I, I want us to, to you know, kind of pull the wool off a little bit and get after it. But uh, you know what? Uh, maybe it's because uh, you and I will be there. Uh, I think that's going to be a big thing. Uh, and if, if it happens and we knock off Andy, uh, then we might try to see if anybody out there's got a, got a couple more tickets and we'll just, we'll ride this thing out. We'll go as much <laughs> as they take us. But uh, do you think, uh, do you think uh, if push come to shove, we get it to Sunday, uh, do you think we win the series? I think if we, uh, I think if we've got a rubber match going into Sunday, especially if we, if we win Friday night the way we should win Friday night, and we keep the second game close with Burnsy, um, and that offense is at least manufacturing some runs. I think if we keep the second game real close, I think we got a really good shot to win um, at home. On Sunday, Bean pitches really well, Lindsey Nelson Stadium, and uh, he'll keep the ball low. And uh, I look for us to probably pull it out if, if that happens. If we uh, if we win the series, uh, who would be your – can't use a pitcher. Who would be your uh, MVP of the weekend? I would say um, Dickey. I think Dickey has really come on. Um, in the Arkansas series, uh, he continues to to be the guy, the captain of the team. That the guy that when we need a hit, he's he's going up there and he's going to get you a hit. Uh, so I look for him to have a big series this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ahuna. I think if because uh, then I think it's more for defense more than offense. I think you know you look at uh, you look at Arkansas. Uh, they, their shortstop had a, a really good way of being right where we uh, line drived it about every time. So. Uh, you know, I think maybe that's our fault as much as it is his gain, but uh, we need somebody with a magnet in their glove. And, and if, he, if he can do that and if uh, he has a good weekend, I think we got a good chance to win it too. But, uh, Ben, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, probably one of our shorter shows, 35 minutes, but I uh, want to give everybody a little teaser into next week. It is it is NFL draft week. We do have an a former NFL draft pick uh, that will be on next week's show. A little local flavor, maybe has worn the baby blue, has held a uh, a sword or two uh, there in Nashville. But we'll talk uh, to that guest next week. Uh, have that published hopefully midweek uh, ahead of Thursday night's uh, NFL draft round one. Uh, Ben's a big uh, Ravens fan, and uh, 
still a lot to be had whether uh, they're going to have to draft a quarterback next Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a lot of uh, controversy has been going on with the Ravens. But uh, for the listeners out there, as you continue to try to figure out who our guest is going to be, this guy was drafted about 20 picks higher than Antonio Brown for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, it's not Vince Young. I'll go ahead and put that out there. It I'll let you not. just kind of. I'll let you just kind of chew on that. Uh, but we're we're really excited to talk to him and share those experiences as we get into draft week. Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you, as a Broncos fan, it's easy to to get ready for draft night. We don't have first round draft picks anyway. <laughs> so uh, that's what you get with a with a, a 14, 15 year quarterback, I guess. But uh, but anyway, uh, Ben, thanks for for sitting in tonight uh, again. Cheap seats is kind of going to be our fill-in uh, topics when uh, when we don't have a guest. But, again, going to continue to get contact, content out each and every week. But for Ben Metz, I'm Wayne Kaiser. And like always, grind on. <laughs>